oh look at that we're going we're going oh that's so cool okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give us some theme music Ooh. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> yes. I love this. I love this. This is us. That was definitely a ringtone at one point. But I had to. I don't know. I couldn't think of a better song that, you know, encapsulated who we are as people. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you can guess who that is, go eat a chocolate pie or something because you're awesome. And if you can't guess who that is, well, then you need to check on your sources because I don't even have what to tell you. And a hint is that I wrote her a letter when she was in prison when I was in middle school. So Amazing. That's prison. <laughs> Um, her iconic like prison outfit when she was like leaving like after like 28 days or something she did go to prison for 28 days was it a DUI I think so I remember when her chihuahua went missing and it was like a whole thing oh my god yes even I was like wondering where is this chihuahua in New York when it was like missing in LA (laughs) and then I remember she like mysteriously showed up with all these bruises on her face and then like didn't talk about it and then everyone thought it was Nick Carter one of the the white boys she was dating Um, Nick Carter Carter. and everyone was like oh my god this is the craziest thing to ever happen to us as a society it's like royalty getting together she has lived such an iconic life yeah absolutely and you know she doesn't flowers she deserves so Okay, okay, guys. All the all the Gen Zers are gone. <laughs> all right, we can talk. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, we need them to show up uh, in a few months. So <laughs> all three so. of them are eighteen. Yes. <laughs> we need Gen Z, but you know what? Gen Z buy- is buying Birkins. Apparently, right? They're they're interested in this market. Actually, don't even get me started. All right, so maybe we should probably like introduce ourselves and talk about what the hell this podcast is about. Um. My name is Vanessa. I work in politics, kind of. Um, I love fashion. And we've been talking about this podcast for literally years. And, you know, it was it was Floyd Mayweather's daughter that <laughs> over the edge. We were like, we have to talk about this. And so I work in politics, but I know nothing. Like, I literally know zilch about politics. But I know a hell of a lot about fashion. At least I think I do. And... Tabika, you can talk about yourself now. I'm done. Well, hi, I'm Tabika. I work in tech and I weirdly know a lot about politics and I don't work in it whatsoever. But I also do know a lot about fashion as in like I had a lot of time on a computer and was able to just Google when Google came out and would watch fashion shows all the time on, what was it, like fashionista.com or something like that. Yes. Yes, I wanted to be a writer professionally. Yes, and I used to watch all of the runway shows, and I think it was on, actually, you know what? I came to this podcast to talk about what we will talk about today because of Sex and the City, as cliche as it is, because that is where I discovered the infamous Birkin bag. I would just note that Debita said when Google came out is when she started. <laughs> That says so much about how much we have just grown as I used to use Buena Vista and Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask 
freaking jeans. Oh I used to ask jeans to Google flats and stuff. The worst. And I also used MSN Live for like a little bit. Like a uh, bit. Do you know? In fifth grade, the only thing I did on my computer class, because everything else was blocked, was I would go on BeyonceOnline.com every single day. We are so amazing. I used to do. I can tell you, given time, I could tell you where Beyonce was, what she was wearing, and who she was with. Like oh. the point, you know, me and Julius, we were best friends in my head. Like it's, and I think I still follow. Because um, there was Beyonce Online, which was her real website, and then there was Beyonce World, which was the fan website. And yes. I Beyonce World all the time. And I still follow, I think his name is Jason. I still follow him to this day. He probably runs Beyonce Legion as far as we know. He probably does, yeah. Brooke, introduce yourself. Sorry, that's that's what I'm here is to just let you two go on. <laughs> um, and just chime in here We're and there. Because I'm talking. <laughs> Yes, I am a lawyer, and I'm here to make sure these two stay out of trouble and do not get us into any legal battles that we cannot afford. Uh, and I know a little bit about fashion, but compared to these two, I know absolutely nothing. I just know more so about pop culture, and I'm excited to talk some right. shit. Fashion is pop culture. Fashion so is increasing. It's becoming that for sure. All right, so... Wonderful Brooke has prepared notes for us, which are really saving our ass today. Because honestly, for people who work in tech, politics, and law, like we, we did not plan this at all. (laughs) (laughs) And we are really just shooting darts here. But also, for the record, I would like to say that I'm black. Therefore, I'm allowed to say whatever the fuck I want for the next. (laughs) Truth. That is the truth. And I am allowed to do the opposite. And I not be doing it anyways. <laughs> and I feel like as an Indian woman, I don't know what I can say, but I just know what I can't say. And I'm cool with that. So I really wanted to talk to you, Topeka, about Indian matchmaker, but I feel like that's really racist of me, so I won't. You know what? We can talk about it. I have thoughts. I've watched up to five episodes. Nothing shocked me. And I was just more like pissed off at like. I wanted to help them in their looks department, and I just got angry. That was very, very, that was the part that really hurt me the most. I was very offended at that. I was watching it because they kept talking about this one girl the whole time, Aparna. And after watching it, I was like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Aparna is the shit, and we need to be more like Aparna because. I agree. I agree. I don't understand. I don't understand all this hate that she was getting. She was the only person that realized her worth on that show and, you know, was not pressed about a man and just knew that, like, she was in her 30s and she was a fully formed adult and she wasn't really going to budge. And so you either liked what you saw or you didn't. I mean, the other girl that was open to whatever basically got screwed over twice. And so, like, I don't know. You know what? She had a formula down. And I think we have to respect the fact that she was like, I'm in on a date for 30 minutes. If he says one thing I don't like, I'm not going to go on a date with him again. And I'm like, girl, that's correct. Like, why would you waste your time? And I think that was a really smart how she kept going on dates at 8.30 so that she <laughs> I need to employ that tactic into my life because... I like that she, like, factored in beauty sleep. Like, she was just kind of like, I'm not going to stay out late for some loser. Like, screw that. And That was her 8.30 yeah. purpose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she always goes to the same spot for a date. And I was like, yeah, like... 
do that. Like I would absolutely do that. So like I become friends with the bartenders and stuff and let them know I'm on a date and like, I want to hear their opinion on them and stuff. Like I would literally just do that. that I thought she was smart. Speaking of Indian women who know their worth, I just got a notification from Twitter, Twitter news. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is eligible to serve as U.S. president. Fact because the birthers have already started their shit. Of course they have. I was waiting for it. I was just like, I, I didn't think it was going to happen as fast as it did. But figures, because we have that person in Obama's house right now. And, you know, since that's yeah. what they're known for, I've heard it from the start. Are they trying are they trying to go with the Canada? Was she born in Canada? She was born in California, but their their argument is that because she's a daughter of two people who are not born in the States, she wasn't eligible, which that's not how it that's even not works. How it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. Like, you know what? They're just mad because she's beautiful. Like, that's really what it comes yeah. down to. They, like, she runs chance, dude. Oh, my God. She lives HRC or run for her money. Honestly, she, that smile, I mean, like, as soon as she starts laughing and smiling, I'm like, what are you going to say? How are you going to talk shit? You know? I won't <laughs> lie. I won't lie. The sound of her voice really does irritate me a little bit because it's just so high pitched and so, I don't know. It just, I kind of like it. It reminds you know, me of like, I, I don't picture that to be. Yeah, that's a voice I would listen I, yeah, to. Yeah, auntie voice. That, for sure. But for the record, Kamala Harris that's- is Dabika and I's child. You know. Oh, yeah. If we put ourselves in a test tube, that's what would come out. We would exactly spit that out. Like, of course she's controversial. Yeah. Of course people have their opinions on her. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. All right. That's, yeah. So, okay, we need to actually get back on track. Brooke. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Um, we're supposed to keep – I'm supposed to keep everyone on track. Um, let's move it along. <laughs> Um, we're we're going to call this segment where we talk about, you know, the main topic of what, like, high fashion shit. I don't know. Um, I mean, we're here to talk about this excessive Birkin purchases happening. Speak on it. You know, I'm just like, okay, I learned about the Birkin when I was very young. And I had no idea that this much craftsmanship, like, went into making something, you know. I understood that people did handmade stuff, but I didn't think a bag had that much, you know, of a process. Mm-hmm. And so I remember in the Sex and the City episode where one of the characters, she wanted a Birkin so badly, but she had to get on a two-year wait list. Mm-hmm. So she lied and she used Lucy Liu's name who because she was representing Lucy Liu as a publicist in that episode. And she does show up and say she was from Queens. And I was like, oh, my God, me too. Oh, we had so yeah. much in common. That was the one that went on the Birkin? That, that's the one with the Birkin bag. Oh, okay. I need to yeah. add Sex and the City to my rewatch list. Yes, and she literally wasn't able to get in until she dropped the Lucy Liu name and was moved up the list. And then Lucy Liu got the bag and, you know, like all hell broke loose and they had to like part ways because she had to tell her the truth and say that she dropped her name to get it. And that's when I understood like the the allure of the Birkin. I'm like, they dedicated a whole episode to it, you know? And so that's when I remember I looked it up and I like would look at how people. Yes, it was, this was like, I don't even know if it was Google. It might've been asked you and it might've been. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like that would be so cool to have one day. And, you know, 
lo and behold, like I think like 10 years later, the only person I actually saw on the regular of celebrities who always had it was Victoria Beckham. She was the only person at the time, I think, that had like 10 or 15 of them and like had the crocodile one and stuff. And I'm just like baffled that now in the middle of a pandemic, we are seeing people get Birkin bags weekly. There is no way, there is no way humanly possible that these human hands are making Birkin bags at the rate that they are, unless there's some sort of questionable labor practices happening, you know, in my opinion. Okay, so can I just say something to what you said about Victoria Beckham being, what did you say, one of the people you saw wearing Birkins on the regular? Yes. No offense to her, but she is literally the green bean casserole of fashion. Like, I don't get the hype. Oh my god. And whereas I feel like the complete opposite. I feel like I loved her forever. So I was just like All she wears is a black dress, big sunglasses, and that's it. Honestly. That's all I fashion. But she started it, you know? She really started like when MySpace was a thing, her pictures were on people's MySpaces, as in my MySpace. <laughs> I think the person to me who started fashion was Hillary Banks from um Fresh I think that was the first time I remember just watching something. And I was like, wow, this girl is literally on point. Every single time she graces the street, she is on point. And then after that, I want to say like in the early 2000s, like, I think it was Lindsay Lohan. Honestly, my taste was so basic. My taste was so basic because I remember, just as you remember Paris Hilton. Oh, I just gave it away. <laughs> just as you remember. No. Um, I'll leave that out in the editing. But just as you remember Paris's 28-day stint, I remember Lindsay Lohan's court appearance where she wore that white dress. It was like oh, a okay. mini long sleeve dress. And she got fined for that. And if that had happened, is, um, life really started after 2015 because... If that had happened now, I just feel like that would have been such an uproar. I mean, Lindsay Dillon herself is a questionable character, but, like, <laughs> I would... She's doing her best, okay? She's doing her best. <laughs> Everything Lindsay wore, Mean Girls, um, uh, the Freaky Friday, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Can we talk about her I rumors music video? That was iconic. What, what movie? Her rumors music video. That was like so. There is this battle between rumors and um, stars are blind, and I personally think that stars are blind is the more iconic and the better song. But I seem to be in the minority. No doubt in my mind, stars are that song does not get enough credit. That is no an absolute banger of a song. No, it's amazing. There's a reason why people still reference it till this day. Smart people, I'd like to add. Oh, what's her name? What's her name? Sophia Richie breakup song because like they just went through their iconic breakup, and then um, it really. Did you say Sophia Richie? Sophia? No, my God, I am. Ah, uh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> the original Richie. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Are you Gen Zer? Because I gotta go. You know, I gotta go. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. No, 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 no. Nicole Richie. <laughs> Lionel Richie's daughter, right? Yeah. Like- Iconic. I really couldn't, I, I honestly, like, it didn't, I couldn't accept the fact that, like, she was Lionel Richie's daughter until, like, I actually saw that the family pictures, I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, that is really her daughter, because I really didn't know up until adopted, the show. She's adopted, though. Yeah, he, he adopted, adopted her. her. Who actually yeah. would be a Richie? Is that Nicole Richie's daughter? 
cousin, sister? What is her? Sophia Richie is, I'm pretty sure, Lionel Richie's current wife, like daughter, like Nicole Richie's dad toured with Lionel Richie, and for whatever reason, um, Lionel ended up adopting her. You guys, there was a true Hollywood story on this, and I'm really blanking, but. I miss E True Hollywood stories. They used to keep me alive. And they were just like, I'm just going to watch reality TV. But I wonder if Sophia Richie has a Birkin back. She doesn't seem like a Birkin girl, but hanging out with that crew. That's also, that's also my issue. I, I just don't think that. I feel like, okay, not to like, you know, make it a full, like, certain age thing, but I really don't think a Birkin is supposed to be something you just carry to CVS. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Like, don't even start it. So I got in this little, like, Instagram, um, Instagram tiff with this influencer that's on YouTube. And (laughs) don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) She's 23, so she's a child. And um, she was commenting, this is after all the Birkins had just, like, been floating around social media. And she posted a picture and was just like, you know, I don't get the Birkin hype. It's a, it's just a basic bag. It's very boring. Like, it's not even cute. It's not even fashion. Well, that's because she... No, go ahead. Let me let, me let you finish because I already have comments on her comment. She had the audacity to tag the Dior saddlebag. Um, I don't... I don't... What... I cannot think of the bag right now, but, like, these other... Like really hot right now. Even though the Dior saddlebag was hot back then, I still I still think it's an ugly bag. But there was another bag that she had, and I'm like, that is your idea of look. I myself, I'm not really like super Birkin, but I understand the point of a Birkin. And so I was like saying, have you seen you know the Birkin 25 or the 30? Because I feel like those are more our speed. They're not huge. I feel like mini bags and like small bags are having a moment right now, whereas big bags really aren't. She was like, I just, I, I just don't get it. And I'm like, well, number one, it's kind of an investment because, you know, if you buy it today, you're going to have one of, like, 20 that exist. And that if for whatever reason down the line you decide to sell it, you you know that you're going to get considerable amount of money back. And she was just like, I would rather wear Gucci. And I was like, I, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah, I just Googled this Dior saddlebag. And if it's what I am looking at. Does it look like a kidney? Yes! <laughs> it definitely does. I, so, I hate that bag so much. I don't know why it's so popular. Pinto being it used to be really popular yeah. when we were growing up. It should have stayed there. I love a lot. I love when fashion comes back, but that one should have stayed there. And you know what? They need to give Dior needs to cut a huge check to. I think her name is Mel Saldera on YouTube. I think she did this video where she just found her old. Dior saddlebag, or maybe she got it off of eBay. I don't know, but she just started wearing it again, and she started like, "Oh, I think it's so cute to go back in vintage and find these little bags." I think it was like fifty bucks on eBay, and so she started like this, I guess, tag where other influencers were buying like really cheap bags, and the Dior saddlebag was the one everyone wanted to get, and so Dior actually reissued the bag. Oh wow, which is so crazy! And this bag was fifty dollars on eBay, like. Three, four years ago. And now... I mean, so that print, that print, the D over the D, like, print, that, I, that was really popular when it came out. Yeah. Like, those all over the dresses, that was, like, a very, very cool... Like, that was, like, right along the side of the Jador Dior shirt. Right. That 
used to wear, that's when it really came out. And like, I remember people would wear it with that shirt and like low rise jeans. And I'm so glad low rise jeans are not going to ever come back. At least for me, I will not never buy wood. them. Not from wood, please. Like not. I will never buy them. Like, even if they came back and you guys were all wearing it, I would literally sit, it, sit that one out and just be like, no, absolutely not. And also, to your point about the 23-year-old saying that, like, she doesn't get the hype, I, I can see where she's coming from because you know why? Here's the thing. When we were getting, like, growing up and we were, like, you know, in middle school, high school, there weren't a lot of, like inspired by bags of the, you know, Birkin. Whereas now, if you look, a lot of brands have a Birkin-like bag. They, mm-hmm. Tory Burch, Gucci, I can think of a bunch of brands that make something that look kind of like the Kelly, that look kind of like the Birkin, yeah. but it's not the Birkin. Yeah. And so, like, these girls who are 23, 24, they've definitely seen this around in people's hands over and over. And so they're just kind of like, what is the hype about this bag? But when we were their age and when we were, like, you know, 15, 16, there wasn't, like, all these other brands were not doing a play on the Birkin bag because it was still, like, you know, luxury that no one touched, right? So now there's, like, a bunch of versions of this. So you kind of just don't see the hype anymore. And also I will say, like, you know, when you realize, like, all of the Kardashians, like, and, like, this is not shade to them, like, in general. I'm just saying there are so many of them, right, and they all have the bag. So you see them photographed with it over and over. And so you kind of just come to this point where you're just like, I don't get the hype. I get that it's, like, a $65,000 bag. Like, consider it starts at ten grand, most of them, but, like, can go up there. And, like, you know, it's like, so you don't get the hype anymore. But there was once this allure to it, which, honestly – there isn't anymore because it's kind of it's kind of gone and it's like I I don't really know how I feel about that right like there's this part of me who is this like fashion lover who's just like no that's sacred it should stay allure like you know it should stay where it takes two years for you to get it but at the same time I kind of like that everyone has it because it breaks that shows that like that class structure is broken right like it's not just like this old rich lady sitting in monaco getting it right it's it's also other people like primarily people of color that can now access it that are like you know wealthy of course they're not like your average person but can now have it so but here's the thing although i'm glad everyone has it there's no freaking way that this is being made by hand, especially during a pandemic when half of these fashion houses were closed, you know, like there was no way Hermes was getting craftsmen and people in their buildings when literally the country was shut down for three months. Like, I just don't see, it doesn't add up, you know? Right. And I will say your point. Um, I do think that people like the Kardashians, again, no shade to them. Um, So I think they kind of, ruined it a bit not ruined in in the terms of they made it like inaccessible or super accessible but I feel like anytime they do something it automatically becomes a trend and so they like I think everyone knows about Kylie and Kris Jenner's infamous room of this Birkins and you know all of them have I I don't think I've seen um Courtney with one but I think the rest of them all kind of carry the Birkins and now you don't really see them carrying it anymore. Like I haven't seen any of them have it in a while. And I think they did the same thing to the Antigona bag. So the Antigona is from Givenchy and they wore that bag to death. And now I feel like that bag has sort of like gone down in trend. And so I feel like that's what Kim Kardashian did to the Hervé Ledger bandage, exactly, bandage dress. So it's like they wear something, they wear it all the time. 
they get photographed and it gets talked about. It becomes the it thing. And then once they stop wearing it, it's almost like, oh, well, they don't wear it anymore. So it's not cool anymore, which just really sucks. And it's really annoying. And so there's some things I'm like, don't touch this because I want this to be around forever. As far as the Birkin, I, 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 I don't have any affinity to the bag, but I do see this discussion happening a lot where especially you mentioned, you know, that people of color are getting it. And I'm really excited about that. And whenever you sort of like criticize or comment like, oh, why does this rapper have this Birkin? And why does this person have this Birkin? It's kind of seen as well. Do you think that once black people start doing things, it's automatically ghetto or it's not cool? And, you know, I sort of, I really hate that notion because I think that more people had Birkins than we realized. Like, I don't know if Beyonce has a Birkin, but I would be shocked if she did not. Um, But I do feel like, they're lying to us in some sort of way where not the, not the rappers, but you know, the Bergen people are mess. <laughs> you know what? Scarcity creates demand. Telling non people that there's a two year mm-hmm. list and you can only have two, you can only buy two a year. But, mm-hmm. You know, I, I find a hard time believing that Offset just woke up one morning and was like, I'm going to get um, Cardi and culture a Birkin today. And he just got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see Cardi being the person that's like, I want a Birkin, and so I'm going to go through the process of getting a Birkin. But, like, I don't think that Offset thinks about <laughs> I don't think that he just is like, oh. My favorite was when the culture just throws it. I'm just you know like, I feel like the people that, like, the women or the men, you know, whoever, that's really into the bag is going to know, okay, there's a process to get this. And so I started digging because I was like, you know, I'm sure he's a loving husband and everything, but... Like, maybe I've just dealt with really shit men in my life. Like, no one thinks about my birthday gift two years in advance. <laughs> <laughs> did not put his name on a waiting list. <laughs> I have never met a man. I've never met a man that has thought about my gift that far in advance. So what, is, what does Cardi have? I don't. <laughs> so I started doing research. And my, after, you know, looking at our files, all three notes that we made. <laughs> Hey, there's like two or there's like two more than that. I have deduced that they likely are getting them from resellers. And that's not to say that they're getting used Birkins, but there are people who really specialize in being on those wait lists and getting a hold of those bags. There are a bunch right now. Like I was just looking it up on like Fashion File. I was looking it up on the Real Real. They there are a bunch right, right. now. Like if you want to shell out a person's salary like $65,000 a year in the middle of a pandemic and you want to shell that out and buy a Birkin you can I personally like I love the Kelly bag I've never been really a fan of the Birkin like the I don't like like bags that don't have structure so um I don't like that the Birkin doesn't have a strap like I need I, I, I get it like it's a look but it doesn't I don't think it closes all the way and it doesn't have a strap but even aside from the fashion files and the real reels, like most of the time those are used bags. I found this lady and she was black and I was very excited about that. I think she's British. Um, and she basically talks about how, you know, contrary to popular belief, the Birkin isn't really an investment bag. It's not. You're, it's not. You're getting the like really fancy leathers. But like crocodile. You know, like crocodile. Like, the, yeah. Which most people aren't getting. Um, all I know about the Birkin so far is I think there's Togo leather and the the other one. I don't know what the other one's called, but I know Togo leather. That's been ingrained in my brain now because that's the one everyone wants. But um, she basically said that the way Hermes works is that you kind of have to, you can't just go into the store and get a Birkin. No, no, absolutely not. Like build some sort of 
brand loyalty. And then they almost, yeah, they have to approach you and say, hey, by the way, we're releasing this Birkin in this color. Do you want to, you know, do you want to try it? And so she said that. Essentially, they don't go buy a Birkin because you think it's an investment. Number two, um, if you really are serious about getting a Birkin, then you have to go into Hermes first and maybe get some plates or get a scarf or something like that. Start even with like their mm-hmm. lower tier items, which are still like thousands of dollars. <laughs> No, so that's the thing. Like, you you can't just... And, like, that's, like... I just want to touch on the fact that, like, look, scarcity creates demand, right? And, like, when you say something so exclusive, you have to get on a list to get it, it clearly... You you know, people make that their life goal. They're like, oh, my God, I want to get on this list. And that means I've achieved some sort of success or fame or whatever it may be. But really, like, what it comes down to is that you really just can't walk in and get it. Like you said, you have to buy a bunch. You have to create brand loyalty you have, they have to like get to know you they have to like actually like you know say like oh yeah would you like to buy this and like this is also we're talking about the average person and, and also I want to touch on the fact that like this is not like I really hate that bags are being put out as investment pieces right mm-hmm. like like first of all we live in a very different time from when your grandmother may have passed you down a, a very expensive bag right like we live in a global economy where we all have access to the internet. Okay. Like vintage is now very different now. Vintage is a billion dollar market now, right? Like this is not something where, you know, you, your friend's grandmother gave her a Cartier bracelet from like a hundred years ago, right? Like you can now go and get that online. So these are not your old school. Like these aren't the same investment pieces that they used to be. And they're also, most of them are mass produced. Chanel's bag is is now on an assembly line. It's now like mass produced, but they keep raising the price every year and people buy it thinking it's an investment bag. But really, when you look at the resale market, these things are being resold for like less than what they were bought for. And so you really, when we say investment pieces, you really have to think to yourself, like, if you are not someone who can't can afford, like if you can't afford something like that, you sh- probably shouldn't think of right. it as an investment, yeah. right? Like Chanel is getting ridiculous. Chanel really is trying to be Hermes, and I guess because I did own a Chanel bag once upon a time, <laughs> and I see how it can be an investment. Like I think people really need to do their research because you you can't like just call anything an investment. There are some handbags like the Chanel Classic flat back that is an investment piece if you got it at the right time now i don't know so much anymore but i think the cheapest one is like going for like six thousand dollars something like that but i want to say maybe 10 years ago it was in like the 2000 range so you can definitely go on fashion file right now and get a chanel bag for about three thousand dollars yeah in 2005 and now it's going for like in 2005 they were like two they were like two thousand nine hundred dollars i'm not even joking like i (laughs) i'm not seriously like i they were not above four like the black flat the black uh flat bag that everyone has now like they were like three thousand at most and if you were to get like a bigger one it would be five thousand listen let me put it this way i bought stuart weitzman's shoes when i was 18 years old for like my graduation for like my graduation right and like I they were 300 something dollars and they were like the best shoes ever 
Mm-hmm. As soon as Kylie, or no, not Kylie, I'm sorry. As soon as Kendall Jenner and all these other models started, like, making the brand bigger, now there is not a shoe on there that isn't less than $700 unless it goes on, like, real sale, like, during a yeah. pandemic sale or something, right? But, like, you know, like, all of these brands, like, Manola Blahnik, it used to be, like, things were under 1000 and now everything's above 1000 Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, it is, like these celebrities creating this demand. And then we also have people are now buying it because it's a hype. It's not that they actually understand it, right? They don't understand the fashion that they're buying. They don't really care. They just want to be able to look like, you know, a hype beast almost like, you know, and it's kind of like a Supreme thing, but in bags. <laughs> but that was, So there's another bag that I want to talk about, which is what I call the hood brick. And I love it. The Telfar. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh I, I like Telfar, but continue. Um, basically, that was the first time that I think a certain section of the internet, uh, cough, cough men, realized that <laughs> bags really like, are resold. And I'm like, bags have probably been getting re- resold since long before your little your little sneakers were. People have been buying and selling bags for like ages. That that is why bags are iconic. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's the other part about understanding what really is an investment when to buy something and how to buy it in the sense that like people were flagging up the Telfar site and buying all these bags that they knew they weren't going to wear because they wanted to resell it. And I, they were going on Poshmark and Depop for like $900. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. Like, why would you, you're not going to make any money from that because Telfar resocks. Like that is his whole, his whole ethos is to make luxury accessible to people. So number one, no one's going to buy a $900 Telfar bag because they, all they can all they have to do is literally just wait like wait a week and he will restock. Whereas other brands like, you know, Chanel, they make all these like luxury edition things and they, and they do go up in I think they have at least two price increases a year. Yeah. And so I hate when people who like, for lack of a better term, people who are not of the bag culture get a hold of something and then try and like capitalize or monetize off of something that was already a frustrating and very like, not inclusive process anyway. No, and so okay. I'm very happy that there are, you know, Hermes resellers that were black and that were like, of course, now we're going to see Hermes, we're going to see Birkins in the hands of black people. But I don't want that to really translate into, well, black people are wearing it now. And so it's not, it's not cool anymore. Now it's happy, which I've seen a couple of times. And that really, really irritates me because at the end of the day, you can't call something tacky when it's twice your salary. Like, come on. Like, ugh. you know, I, fair. I'm like, you know, and I, I really just hate when that even argument even comes about because it's like, first of all, we get like all of our fashion and our influences from black people, people. from pop, from hip hop, from R&B, for any, anything that black people have contributed to this country has stolen from and fashion has stolen from. I mean, look at Gucci and Dapper Dan, right? Like look Mm -hmm. at all of these things. And you know, like back to the, what you were saying earlier, it's like, I really hate that too. Like I hate when people who have no understanding of stuff kind of like buy. It's like stock, right? Like, yeah. It's like if people are talking about it. Everyone is going to buy this certain stock and then they inflate the price. And really that stock actually didn't have value in the first place or something like that. And like, it makes me really annoyed. Like I think of that, like with people buying, like I remember a long time ago, like in an in style magazine or something, I read that Beyonce went to like Paris and like, she saw all this like vintage Chanel jewelry in the window and like bought all of it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, I, and that's, I was really little, you know, I was like, oh, like 11 and I read that and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like people 
buy vintage Chanel jewelry like that and, you know, like keep it to themselves. And I thought that was so cool. And then like, what now I see like vintage Chanel from like the eighties runway, the nineties runway pop up online on these, like who on these, like uh, what goes around comes around all these like um, vintage places and like antique brand stuff. Like they do resellers. And I just think about the fact that like all these people are buying it now and wearing it, but now it, because it's in the hands of everyone, they don't actually have understand what they're buying. And so they're buying like this, they'll be like, Oh, well this is like old Chanel. But I'm like, yeah, but that one they produce like a, so many of it. So yeah. that's why you'll see the same like old school Chanel 1991 runway earring on like five different websites because it's not actually that the value of it isn't going to go up. They already had a bunch of it. So mm-hmm. like now I, I personally think like if you do know about fashion or if you actually want to understand fashion and want to buy vintage stuff, you actually have to look at impactful like runway like actual collections right so you don't just go and buy it just because it's like a 35 year old chanel bracelet like you don't know if it was mass produced like the way a lot of these uh, websites have it so it really just goes down it just makes me mad really that like all these people who have no idea what they're buying are inflating these prices and making it harder for someone like me (laughs) who's trying to buy stuff like that but has not because I'm really watching to see like yeah. when it's actually something worth buying. But would you buy a Birkin? When I buy a Birkin? No. Cause I don't think it's my style. I think the Kelly bag is more in my style. There's actually a really good movie called lay divorce. where it has Kate Hudson in it. And it's, like it's about these two sisters in Paris and like, a, you know, obviously the movie's called they divorce and a divorce goes down, but the Kelly bag is involved in the movie. And it, they talk about like, you know, it's not just something you sling over your shoulder and kind of go out with it. Like it's a, like a it's a beautiful bag. It has a, a, a place and a time. Um, but yeah, that's me. I, I like a Kelly bag. It's more structured. It's cute. It's like, you know, it can go with the, all of your outfits. Um, for me, a, a Bergen bag, I just think it kind of looks excessive. I don't think I would buy it if I had the money. I would buy, like, a bunch of other things before I'd buy a Birkin. Brooke, would you buy a Birkin? I was going to say, yes, I, too, am not going to buy a Birkin because it's not my taste. And that is the only reason why. (laughs) (laughs) If I ever had a Birkin, I would be... I would treat it like Mary Kate Olsen oh treats her Birkin. Oh my god, dear god. <laughs> no, I know that you do not want me to have a Birkin, so I will not buy one. I would take it to it would be in all the wrong places. It does not I do not need one. Yeah. I would be taking it to CBS. <laughs> I don't baby my bags at all. Um so funny enough, I made a YouTube video like eons ago it's actually gross don't ever look it up don't ever watch it but I was comparing I to watch it now yeah I'm having it I was comparing the Saint Laurent Sac du Jour and the um Antigona when these were like bags to have and I still love the Sac du Jour until this day like I I sold it and I'm really upset that I sold it because I want it back to me that was my version of a Birkin Mm -hmm. and someone commented like a week and like the way you the way you treat your bags gives me so much anxiety. Oh. And I was like, and I was just like throwing that bag all like there, like that bag. There was so much in it. First of all, it was overstuffed. Like I had like a cookie had exploded in the bag. It was, it was <laughs> but I was like, that's really me. Like I really don't. I love bags. You know, I will spend good money on a nice bag, but I don't baby them at all. That being said, I, I also agree. I don't think a Birkin is in my future. 
if I were to ever purchase one, it would be strictly for satire. And I would probably... I think Birkin is definitely in your future, but continue. I, don't, I think a Kelly is more in my future. I would use a Birkin as like a diaper bag or something. <laughs> it does look like a diaper bag, honestly. <laughs> I would have to be like a billionaire. I'm just like, I just want to just piss the internet off today. And so I will use this Birkin as, you well, know... Well, isn't that kind of... A reusable grocery bag or something. I don't that's know. That's kind of what brought Birkins back to the... Fo- not really back to the forefront. I don't want to say that. But which celebrity, like, let their kids paint their Birkin? Oh, I know Kanye West got Kim a painted Birkin. I know that, but I, wasn't there... Someone had their kid or let their kid paint the Birkin, and it was, like, this huge uproar. Not uproar, but, like... Wait, but, not even there. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's daughter who burnt a Birkin for a music video? What was this? Like, Clint Eastwood's daughter, she, like, burnt oh, a Birkin... For an uh, for a music video, and everyone was like outraged because, like, you know, it's like a like a really expensive bag, and people were like, "Wait a second, you're burning it for a video?" Maybe that I don't I don't recall. That just made me think of culture's reaction to the bag. (laughs) So much I can watch that on a loop. I love it. She's just like, "Where's the Barbie? What is it?" Oh, I found it. It is, it, yeah, um, let North, let North paint hers. Okay, also, just to serve my purpose here, we need to be careful when we talk about the Kardashians, because that is one legal team I do not want to get involved with. <laughs> I'm kidding. They'll literally never hear this. Um, but it was. North painted Kim's Birkin, and that was, like, a big thing that everyone was so upset about, which, I mean, it looks kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> her little hands on there yeah but you know that's why I'm saying like no shade to them really for having that because it's like you know what like, at the end of the day it's a bag it's a bag yeah like and I feel like okay if you really want something that looks like that there are many alternatives like you said like St. Laurent um, Prada I can think of a bunch that have like an alternative to a similar structure like bag that you know, isn't a Birkin, but you still get that look. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my goodness, the Valentino V sling. Mm. Well, that's not really a Birkin. That's a Kelly. That that might be in my near future because it's actually really cute. Oh, I love the Kelly bag. I think it is the cutest thing. I've I really want like oh, small. Still, I think eight thousand something like that. It's still yeah. ridiculously expensive. I mean, yeah, it's like what in my near future, but. I feel like I better have, like, my own apartment on the Upper West Side that I've already bought before I can, like, walk around with a Kelly bag in peace. Because it just, or else it just makes no sense to me, personally. I need to pay off these St. John's student loans is what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk about anything from Hermes. But let's play it. So if you were to get the Kelly, which I also think you can't just walk in and get. I think you kind of have to... I just, I'm looking at one on Real Real right now that's $4,500. And if I want, I can do as low as $208 per month with a firm. (laughs) And you can get this. And honestly, it's kind of cute. I want... It is cute, but I don't know. I think, like, if I were ever to go that route, I would want brand new. Just mm. so I can, like, get the box and just really be obnoxious with it. Oh, like, my God. This, this new one is so really I would be so new money with it. Um, I don't know, though. Like, it, it, it is cute, but I just cannot wrap my head around how, like, one thing, like, just one 
piece of clothes, not even clothing, it's an accessory, costs that much money. You guys, this is so cute. I kind of want to buy it right now. Girl, do your thing. I, I'm not even, I wish, I, I wish I was as, I wish I was this impulsive, but like, this is actually so cute. I'm on the real deal. I'm going to, I'm going to share it with you guys. It's only $219 a month. And if you call right now, you're going to So I do have a genuine question because you're obviously, y'all will know better than I do. Um, so back to the original point that there's no way they're producing. <laughs> I'm bringing us back. Um, there's no way they're producing these bags at that rate. So no, Vanessa, like you said, that means they have to be getting it from resale. Like, and is there some sort, and I, I genuinely have no idea, sort of like stigma or is it better because you're paying more money for it? I don't really like, I'm just, thinking. I think the old money versus new money thing. I don't really think that. I think if once you have a Birkin, you have a Birkin. No one's yeah. really caring where you got it yeah. from. And luxury resellers just is doing all the dirty work for you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like you cut in line almost. And they have better, I just feel like they have better relationships with the brand and all that. Um, if, if, like Dabika says, you know, they're still being hand-stitched by a person. Um, other than that, or maybe, you know, the COVID hit and it's a pandemic and Birkin was trying to get up as many bags as they could. I mean, Hermes was trying to get up as many bags as they could to stay afloat because, you know, the luxury market, I believe I heard has taken a huge hit because people aren't buying $500 toothpaste anymore. You know, they're saving. Um, I have so- saved because I have not been going out to eat on a regular. Yeah. Um, I know. I, and you live in New York, so that must be like. I mean, I didn't realize how much I was actually spending on restaurants until I stopped. Really? But I still eat takeout, though. But, like, it's not the same, I guess, as, like, you know, get ordering bottle after bottle or something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just... Hey, it's, you know, honey, I am the opposite. I think I've been going out to eat more. I never really used to go out to eat before unless I was traveling for work. Mm-hmm. And now, because, you know, like, restaurants are really the only thing that's... Cool. And I still won't go and, like, sit inside a restaurant that has a lot of heavy foot traffic. Mm-hmm. sometimes, like because I've been cooped up at home, I just walk around the streets of DC just to walk around and then I get hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's outside seating. And I don't know what this whole outside versus like Corona is going to catch you no matter where you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why these governments are acting like you just can't catch the Rona outside, but um, you guys, we are so fucking pathetic as a country. Like, like the, our response is laughable. Like honestly, it is so embarrassing. I'm about to lie and tell people I'm from Paris and that I was here as a child. And like my parents brought me when I was a baby, so that's why I don't know Fran- like French. And but I'm Parisian, and like I'm really about to go with it because if this is us in 2021, next like the same time next year, I'm just gonna be so embarrassed. Like I'm not doing this. Yeah, you should because France is over there cranking out Birkins like nobody's business, and we. Literally can't even go inside a restaurant. Yeah. So. I remember when we were making fun of Italy because they were singing from their balconies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My fire escape faces another building, so jokes on me. Like I can't even see people on their balcony. <laughs> but I do. How have we not brought up the fact yet? Do what? I've been home for five months. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Tell me about it. I'm going insane. Um, how have we not brought up the fact that Drake has a stash of Birkins for his future wife? 
Oh, God. Oh, my God. That is a very Drake thing to do. That is the most Drake. I mean, his house. I was like, what is this, a hotel? Like, I, 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 it just, it's so Drake. Yeah, the house gives me, like, I, it creeps me out a little bit. Not going to lie. Not my style. But, well, good thing, because neither are the Birkin bags, apparently. So you won't have to live in the house or get the Birkin bags. No, I, I see. That's the thing. It's like, what? What? What if the? What if his future wife doesn't really like Birkins? What if it's not her style? Like, what if she secretly is like, honestly, I don't really like them. Like, what is he gonna yeah. do? With them? She's a lady of taste. Yeah, like, his wife is you, and you're like, this is just not. <laughs> oh God, I, yeah, no, I would just be like, Drake, honey, what are we doing here? I would sell them, honestly. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. Sell them. No way. I'd be like, if you're married to Drake, you don't really have to be worried about money at that point. But, like, okay. you yeah. maybe should sell. I mean, technically, they're a gift, so they are yours, and you could sell them and keep that money in case anything ever goes wrong. Because. True. Well, you know, I think that debunks our theory about men not thinking that far ahead when getting gifts. Because, like, this man hasn't even met the woman yet. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's just the guys that I date. Maybe I need to up my. To be honest, I never want to walk into a relationship knowing that a man has already bought like ten bags for me. He doesn't even know me. I'd be like, "What the fuck is I'd this?" Be I'd be, very I'd be a little pissed if I was his baby mama. Like she had, like he had to give her some. Like, yeah, no. I mean, into this world, give her a few. Or you could just give me the money. How about that? Yeah. Like, what? I would so much rather you just give me sixty-five thousand dollars. Like. I wouldn't much rather that. Yeah, I would. I feel like I would just. I think that I have almost. And it sounds. I guess that's why I'm not meant to have one. I almost have so much guilt to carry around like a sixty-five thousand dollar bag in the middle of all this. Like, I. I think right now. I, I think if I lived elsewhere, I would be like you know maybe in New Zealand I wouldn't have guilt because <laughs> I, why New Zealand? Because like they're they're completely fine. There's no COVID cases. They can laugh at the world now, and I would. But they would never because their prime minister is so incredible. Yeah, like you know I would because I was mapping my escape plan. The reason they probably don't have as much COVID is because they are one of the least densely populated places in the world. So people are don't really come into contact with each other that much anyway. How do I know no places to escape to from America? And they have all the the rings, the Lord of the Rings. And oh, yeah. they don't have any snakes. The snakes never evolved or genetically whatever it is that oh, animals what? do. Yeah, they don't have any snakes. Like, snakes never evolved on the island. So. Whoa. So if you brought a snake to New Zealand, you would be like... Everything up. Yeah. Oh, my God. You would fuck up a whole ecosystem. Yes. Damn. To be good, don't do that. No, I would, only bring, I would bring snakeskin boots to uh, uh, New Zealand. I would not bring a live snake, though. Snakeskin boots? Guys, I think I just thought about the name for this episode. Birkin, 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 rocking everywhere. <laughs> I love it. We need to think about we need to think about like what our next episode will be and like what we'd want to talk about. I, like, literally, I spend so much time on Diet Prada because they just give me all the content. I oh, love Diet Prada. Diet Prada does the work for me. My Bye. my brain. Did you subscribe to the Patreon yet for them? Yeah. I don't like them that much. <laughs> I mean, I, I was gonna say, okay, cool. Can you just keep sharing with us? 
<laughs> I am not subscribed to any page. I probably will subscribe to an OnlyFans before I subscribe to a Patreon. Cardi B got an only an OnlyFans. I, that's the content I care about. Okay. Yeah, I would probably I would probably pay for Cardi B's OnlyFans. Yeah, she's like she said she's not gonna even put up naked stuff. She just knows everyone's nosy and wants to know about her life. And I'm like, fair. Like, yeah, I'd pay for that. Um. I did have one more topic, but I think we've talked about the Kardashians enough for today. Wait, no, I want to. Wait, what is this topic? This was the tagging debacle with Michael Costello and her, her being Kylie, almost billionaire Jenner. Is it Kylie, almost billionaire Jenner, or Kylie, former billionaire Jenner? Asterisk. It is Kylie, almost billionaire Jenner, as of okay. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I like Kylie, almost billionaire Jenner, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. No, you know what? Billionaires are having a bad rep right now. So yeah. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't really know how much you want to be in that light. You know, like I get it. You know, they, they don't care. They have so much money. But, you know, I don't think people are like, you know what? Billionaires are not in, having good PR right now. I would not be so quick to like, you know, talk about that. Like Beyonce is not talking about how much she's a billionaire right now. She's talking about other things because she knows that's not the way people want to talk right now. I also am very like, if I don't, if I don't have access to your bank account, I can't talk about your money or what you spend your money on. It's none of my business. And also like, I feel like, I think Jay-Z says it all the time where people people don't actually know how much money he has. People have been calling him all kinds of things for years, billionaire, almost like all that stuff. It's like, I really feel like these people have $20 in their bank accounts and they're just living off a of cloud. Like that's well, so much of it is just an assets. Like you it's know, not, they told us they, there was a billion dollars in that elevator. We know. Oh yeah. That, was, <laughs> that is true. That's true. We got, didn't we get, Four, four, four. We got lemonade, and we got a seat at the table out of that elevator. I, I mean, honestly, iconic. Yeah, iconic. I just feel like when it comes to that, if you are a billionaire today and can easily be a nothing heir tomorrow, I don't really care. That's like, so I want to cash money. Well, you know, you want the gold. You want to go back to the gold standard, Vanessa. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Oh my god! I think this was a really good first episode. What do you guys think? Yeah. I think we did well. We talked about we talked about well, our, you know feelings and in terms of the Birkin, and we also like you know gave an introduction of to who we are. As there's one more thing that I wanted to bring up because she is what forced us to actually get on here. Um, True. When I looked up Miss Mayweather, she mm. literally she's. Facing like life in prison for stabbing someone? Oh my god, she is, yes. We're yes. gonna skip um, over that. I think, like, I think it was some drama with her boyfriend. I think he was cheating on her and so she stabbed the other woman. Yeah. If I, I, I mean, know, though. I might be like I might be fuzzy on some of the facts. Oh my god, she's nineteen years old. I simply I, cannot like, relate. I would I don't know if I've ever felt that strongly about anyone. I mean she used to date men like Drake and Offset. Oh really? Like, Mm. Not whoever she was dating. Well, you know, it, no man is worth stabbing another woman and going to jail for it. I just don't get why she didn't stab the man. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Honestly, no. Not like, that I condone violence. Yes, of course we don't condone violence, but I still, honestly, I just don't care to spend that energy and 
stab anyone for a man. Like, how? Ugh, please, no. Yeah, I just, I mean, hopefully, you know, maybe she won't do it again. That's all we can ask. Um, I'm sure. He's not worth it. I'm sure she'll, I don't know. I would, honestly, I wouldn't have even stabbed him. I would have been like, Dad, you're literally probably the most boxer in the world. Can you go and hurt him? Not, not her, because that's problematic, and I think that, you know, that would get him into a bit of trouble, because I think he's already done that. But we get into yeah, that. Um, so him. So I would send him after the boyfriend. That's true. Like, you're not even using all the people around you. Why are you doing this to yourself? Hmm. Wow, I can't believe that brought us here. That brought us to this episode. You were like, enough is enough. Yeah, so you know what? Because we, we need to get it out there that, like, I do not believe these are being hand-stitched. There's no way. The math does not add up. The um, The rate that they're coming out in doesn't add up. It, it just doesn't, you know, and I, I think, Vanessa, like, I think your point, it's they're probably buying it from resellers, and that's really it. Because look at the one I just sent you guys. Like, it looks in decent shape. It's so cute. I want it. It is so cute. It's in decent shape. You would never know I got it from a reseller. I mean, you, yeah, you guys would know. But, like, if no, if someone saw me on the street and I was actually dressed up accordingly, you would never know that I got it from a reseller. Also, what does it matter? Probably, like, I think that makes you more clever. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, some of the resellers, some of the resellers, like the fashion files and the real reels and what's up, the rebags and stuff, they are selling, you know, fairly used or new. But then there are some resellers who just buy Birkins or get Birkins or source Birkins for customers. And so sure. you're still getting a brand new bag anyway. It's just yeah. you're not dealing with Hermes directly. I watched this lady on YouTube. I watch way too much YouTube. But um, her name is Chanel. Coco, okay, that's. Claire Chanel, yeah, Claire Chanel, and um, so Claire Chanel, I think, is a, a reseller, mm. or a reseller of like bags before. Um, and then I watched Laylee Mirza, who gets her bags from a reseller. She has way more money than any of us, all of three of us combined, times eight. Um, and she gets her bags from a reseller, and she's based out of Dubai. So there are many ways you can get a Birkin without doing the whole five-year wait thing. Um, Which, I mean, more power to it. Like, who yeah. who needs to wait? In this economy, I'm not waiting for anybody. Like, how, get the hell out of here. If I can get a Birkin or a Kelly and I have the money to do it, I'm not waiting on a two-year list. No, I think it's kind of more of a boss move. I hate that word. I can't believe I just said it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of what else to call it. It's a power move. It's a power move. It is a power move. What's our next? I think our next topic is probably going to be the DNC and the fashion of the DNC. Because I'm really. Oh my God. I don't even do this in 2016. I, you know, all I have to say is that that is what, you know, when you look at the Democratic Party and you look at the Republican Party, oh, the Republican Party dresses so bad. I just, I, I can't get over it sometimes. I'm just like, this is so tacky. Like, what happened? They're, like, from the hair dye, from all of it, I'm like, oh, God, this is so messy. At least the DNC has 
diversity. It has different styles. People wear pantsuits. Like it, it's a lot of stuff going. I mean, on. Anna Presley, like yeah, like, no, 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 she is killing it. I love it. Killing it. She's killing it with the ball. She's killing it. Like she is to me. Like she is like the underdog or like the underrated fave. Um, oh, I love her. Like and I feel like people don't talk about her as much as they should. You know what? I think she also speaks. She also is someone who, like, she definitely picks and chooses what she's going to also, like, put her voice behind. And mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good for her where she, like, in terms of her seat and holding on to it. I mean, come on. When AOC came out with that bold red lipstick, I was like, we have arrived. Millennials, <laughs> millennials are here to stay. I, yeah, no, that should probably definitely be our, our next topic. DNC, we can talk about democratic fashion, really. Like, we can talk about democratic fashion. I mean, I've, I remember being in college and going down to D.C. and walking in those halls of Congress and seeing, you could clearly tell when it's a Republican walking and Democrat walking, because the Republicans mm-hmm. only wore Lily Pulitzer dresses, and that's it. And everyone else wore, like, you know, loft and like Ann Taylor and Kate Spade stuff. And like, you could see it. Like there, there are so many things that go into the DNC styling too. We, oh my God, we have so much. And you know what? Kamala with the pantsuits. I'm ready. I am. I'm beyond ready. I'm beyond. I mean, remember her like rainbow jean jacket. She wore. I loved that. I was like, my God, you look beautiful. It is unreal. Well, We'll talk about it next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what to say. How to wrap up a podcast? This is literally the first one we've done. But I think we're to wrap it up. We we talk an intro into what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, I think I guess so. I, well, you guys can you know leave a rating, leave a comment, let us know what you want to hear next, and <laughs> we will catch you on the next one of Political Tour. Bye. 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 Hey guys, it's Vanessa. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. Um, we apologize for the sound. You know, it's our first go around, but we promise we'll be back and better next time. If you enjoyed this, please, please leave, leave a comment, leave a rating or both. Share this with your friends and we will catch you on the next episode of Politically Couture. Bye.